Okay, today's today's shir is sponsored by Ilunishma Sachaver Paratichil Aryev and Rav Moshe Yehuda. Okay, um, so I'm not sure the way. Let's let's start like this. I'm not sure if this is the proper way, but let's start like this. In 1950, the state of Israel passed a law called the Law of Return. Basically, anybody who has one Jewish parent, I think that's all you needed. Um, even if you're not considered Jewish by Orthodox standards, meaning even if your father's Jewish has an automatic right to emigrate to Israel and get Israeli citizenship. Now the law was tested many times and it went through a bunch of different Gugulim. Now, one of the famous tests the law got is in 1970, a famous mobster from New York, Meyer Lansky, tried to run away and avoid his tax evasion case by running to Israel and claiming Israeli citizenship. Ultimately it took two years for the legal battle and he was shipped back to America where he actually was acquitted and, and in 1974 moved to Miami and lived out the rest of his days. But so they, then they tweaked the law in 1970 to say that someone who's like a detriment to the state or a danger to the state does not have the right of return. Then in the 1990s, there were several cases that made like big headlines regarding the law of return. And uh, one of them was a guy, Samuel, I think his name was Shinheim or Shunheim, a kid from Maryland. He was, you know, Jewish, Jewish from Maryland. And when he was 17 years old, he murdered a classmate of his. In his, in his uh, small town of Maryland. They burnt the body, disposed of it in a house somewhere, and in the interim, while he was able to get away, he ran to Israel together with his father and his sisters and his mother. The whole family picked up and moved to Israel and claimed law of return Israeli citizenship. Now, they were eventually found out who was, the, who was you know, alleged for the crime, and the American authorities sued for extradition. They wanted to be extradited back to America. Originally, the court in Yerushalayim, when he was brought in, said no, law of return. It went to the Israeli Supreme Court, and ultimately, they decided that as the law was written at that time, they could not extradite him, and they kept him in Eretz Yisrael to, to be judged. He received the sentence of 24 years of prison in Israel, and in 2016 or something, he shot six guards and ended up getting shot in prison. He, so he's dead. He was obviously a big tzaddik. Now, Taich one of the, the big nakudas that they were handling here, when it came to the Supreme Court, the, the big chilek of the Nidin was, is it Mesira, to give over this kid who, assuming he's guilty, we assume he killed someone in Maryland, is it Masira for the Israeli government to give him over to the American government to face justice? And one of the Supreme Court justices who, who was against the ruling, who felt that they should give him over, Judge Menachem Alon, you know, from, from Ishkai, wrote a tshuva where he says that the din of Masira would not apply and you should give over you know, Shmuel Shunshan to, to the American authorities. Now what did he base it on? He brings a very interesting Aruch HaSholchan. Aruch HaSholchan in Simon Shem Peichas in Cheshem Mishpah has like a little star. And right before he starts the Sugi of Mesir, the Aruch HaSholchan writes as follows. He says, Yedua lekol kairi adairis, says the Aruch HaSholchan. To Bavus Tezacht, anybody who knows history, to Bizman HaKadmon, to Medina Sarachikis, in earlier times in far-flung you know, regions, lehoyo leish bitachon begufa yimamaynek, meashaydidim vaintsim. A person had no security, not over his body or his money, because of the lawlessness that existed. He says there are still some you know, underdeveloped third world countries out there where the government is still you know, not up to par and, and there's no security. In those circumstances when there is no security and you, know, you have to really, things are very tenuous that's what all the dinam of Moisir, Ramalshan, and Shas and Faiskin are referring to. Someone who gives over his friend 
to authorities such as these, you're putting him in tremendous danger. You're a roidif financially and, and, uh, and, and, you know, physically. And therefore, there's such a severity to being a miser. <coughs> and then he says, We should speak highly of the kings of Europe. I think Zara Nikolai the second or third, who was the Tsar when, when the Rachasholchim was the Rav in, in Navardic. And his fathers, his forefathers, the Tsars, the kings of Britain, who spread their, their colonizing tentacles in, in, you know, all over the globe and they taught you know, justice. So that every person could have security on his body and his money. So writes in no uncertain terms. That the whole sugya of Mesira and the whole sugya of Malshinus was said in a different time, different era. It was said when people were, were wild and uncivilized and couldn't be relied on for proper justice. But in a time like today, where, you know, he's talking, imagine Tsar Nikolai, that justice is so solid that, that everyone's going to get a fair shake, so then there's no problem with Mesira. Likewise, the Klichemda the in one of his farm writes very similar. So, Judge Menachem alone presents this in his tshuva, and he says, it's Mephorosh, the Archasholchan, was, you know, L'chair, the Paisik of Litta, right? The, you know, L'chair, the Paisik of Litta, says clearly that uh, there's no issue of Mesir, Bizman Hazeh. This is what he says. Now, it, it ignited like a firestorm amongst Rabbanim, meaning the, the case itself was in court, but amongst several Rabbanim who wrote tshuva, saying, basically saying, you're an hour. You know, you're very naive. You see something in a safer that sounds like, uh, you know, just wiping away a whole set of sugis, a whole set of dinim, and you assume it to be at face value. You know who the czar that, that, that the Archashokhan was living under that he's discussing? It's someone who was obviously a criminal. We know he was a criminal. And the Archashokhan was clearly afraid, or was not comfortable to write Dinim of Masira that allowed Jews to kill other Jews for, for something like this. And in these circumstances, of course, he had to tweak it, he had to change it. Now, the rejoinder, he writes, the, the judge wrote back that we could look at Russian archives from, well, let's call it 1890 when the Archashokhan's writing this. And you'll see that although people are getting punished for maybe things that we think is not justified, that they shouldn't be punished for, but it's not in the dark of night. There's a tremendous amount of archives and you know, layers of bureaucracy and everything is documented and discussed and written down and organized. So he says what the Rakhashokhan means is that there's a system. It's not just free for all. Like uh, you don't like someone, you kill them and you go away. There's a system. The system's not matim for what you think justice is today. That doesn't mean there's not a system. And that's what the Rosh about. That's what, the, what he said. Now, I think that to just assume at face value, same tukufa, same tukufa. So I think to just assume at face value that, that what the Rosh Hashanah is saying is, is a din, lemaisa, and that's what the Rosh Hashanah held. So that most of the Paiskim, you know, from our camp, do not assume that. Sir Akif Fisher, um, you know, others, Chaim Kohn wrote many Svarim of Cheshmish, but other Paiskim seem to say the Rosh Hashanah shouldn't be assumed at face value. That he just meant that the whole dinam of Maisim fell away because the time is different. Like uh, Rabbi Yaakov Ishaiyabloy from the Eidah Haredis, who probably wrote the most consequential Sefer of Cheshem Mishpat, and I don't know, maybe in forever. So in Pischi Cheshem and Chelik Vav, in his, his Parak about Maisim, he writes that, He says, In the Sifri Apaiskim, you'll find that the Malamit Schos on you know the kingdoms and the justice systems that exist in our day, Shaimbem did Moisir, there's no din Moisir. He says, Have a Yudua, it's a Dava Yudua. If you have a little Seichel, you know, Shabbat Halacha Seidu Shaltiyah, that's at Senzura. Like, of course, these are Dinim where people are looking over their shoulder. Nobody's comfortable to, to say what they really think. 
Sometimes things are added in that weren't supposed to be there. Things are taken out that were supposed to be in there. Certainly, even if there was no direct government body standing over your shoulder and saying, don't write that, people were afraid of their shadow to write things. It's very hard to draw any conclusions from the words that they write. And, and Mamelo says he that Niralani is daite and he brings Raius that the din of Moiser is alive and well. And even, you know, up to today, if, if someone has the din of Moiser and exactly how to qualify for that, whatever goes into that, but if he has the din of Moiser, you could uh, <coughs> deal with him the way Moiser were dealt with always, is what the, what the Riyakir Shai says based on the Arach HaSholchan. Now, so, so it would seem like, you know, not too much wiggle room, meaning you have a few G'dayli Achreinim were saying something that seems like you could update the standards for today's day and age. And, and L'chaira, if you're looking at the Rosh you'd say the Rosh Kavachaymer, you know, in America, or Kavachaymer in a real Western society today that's not under a czar, would certainly be true. But the Maishiyah Paiskim that say, disregard these Shinuyim that the Rosh Hashanah is talking about because it's very hard to know the circumstances and why they wrote it. Now, there's a whole nother, like, Nikuda to, to look at in regards to the, the, the change maybe in the Dinah of Maishiyah. And that's, that's, a, that's a svar like this. The, so the, the Ritva, in one of his tshuvas, the Ritva is, is, like, is, is, being, is being written to by some sort of government agent, some sort of king or local magistrate who's writing to him in regards to the dinam of Meiser in his town. Uh, of, not Meiser, the dinam of extra-legal judgments. You know, the dinam of punishing people who are not the regular din. And the Ritva writes as follows, and he says like a, a bit of a lamda shechilik. He says, there's two types of einshim. There are einshim, Someone commits an Avera, and in order to get a Kapara, he needs an Einish. That's the Din. There are certain Einshim that are Masurim Shemayim, there are certain Einshim that are Masurim Adam. Sometimes Hashem has a prescribed Einish. Someone does, you know, ex Avera. This is the Einish he needs for a Kapara. Says when the Einish is to help a person who needs a Kapara, so then there's a lot of restrictions. The Torah placed all sorts of restrictions on when to give the Einish, how to implement the Einish, only certain very specific cases are Yechayim in the Einish. Marshall, he learns that the din that by Hasra, we know the din is that a person only gets Einish Bezdin if you master him, but not just master him, he has to say Afal Piken. He has to say, I don't care. So the Tva says, because Pashit, the Einish, the Kapara that he needs, a big Chelik of it is for the Begida. Like a Chelik of the Einish is for the, I don't care Chelik of it. So if a guy didn't show that he doesn't care, and he just did that there, just that there alone doesn't dictate such an Einish, says the Ritva. Because that Einish is given for the person who's getting the Einish, says the Ritva, but there's a whole other segment of Einish. There are Einshim, he says. He says, Something that's done for a complaint of the public. To fix the Rabbim. And to eradicate evil from the world. To make a siyag l'tayra. He says, The din is not because of the person getting the Einish. It has nothing to do with him. We should start being concerned. Does he really deserve it? Did he get it enough? Is it fit all the criteria? The Einish is being given for a totally different reason. It's for the Shar Ha'am. To prevent things from slipping down on a slippery slope and getting worse. So the Ritva lays down this kind of like klal that teaches us that the Einshim of Makin Einshim and the Einshim of Maestrum and these type of things are Einshim that are... are like I think we described this last week as like greater good Einshim. It's like looking at the entire situation and saying like, how do we make the whole society function better? The whole terror, the whole Klaus will function better. These greater good Einshim, says the Ritva, they have much less restrictions than, than, uh, you know, than Einshim that are personal. So now that opens up an idea that if something is for the greater good, 
and something is to, to shore up society, so then there could be times that being a miser shores up society. Meaning there could be times where by not turning someone in, you're allowing things to get out of control and you're allowing things to not be good. And I'll explain what I mean. The, the Gemara of Metziah, the Pegimu, brings a famous story with Rebbe Lazar Rebbe Shimon. Rebbe Lazar, the son of Rebbe Shimon Nichai, where it says as follows. He was in a, a food establishment, a diner, and he saw a, a marshal, you know, a guy whose job it is to arrest people. And he asks him, how do you do your job? How do you figure out who's, who's guilty, who's not guilty? Like, well, what's, what's the system? The guy tells him, listen, I have quotas to fill. The king wants a certain amount of rests a week. I just make arrests. And I hope that, that I got the right guy. So Rabbi Lazar Shimon says, I'll teach you a, a good system how you can make arrests. He says, sit in a diner like we're sitting now at four hours into the day, a little bit like a late morning, and see who's there. See someone who's sitting there drinking, his, drinking and eating, and he's like dozing. He can't keep his eyes open. He says, if he's a guy who works the night shift, okay, so you know, he's a night shift worker, he's tired. If he's a Tamil Chacham, he was up learning, you know, learning late at night. But if he's not any one of those, of, of, you know, he's not a night shift worker, and he's not a Tamil Chacham, then this is a guy who was up at night doing things he shouldn't be doing. So target this guy and figure out what he's doing wrong. So the, this new system becomes to be employed, and it's very successful. So it comes to the king's attention that there's a new system, and the king says, let the person who invented the system, let him become the marshal. Clearly you have a very good sense in figuring out who's a criminal, so why don't you step up and do it yourself? So they bring Lazar of Shimon, and he starts hunting down Ganvi. Now keep in mind, these Ganavim that we're talking about are Jewish Ganavim. They're not Goyim. The Jewish Ganavim that Shimon Lazar is isolating and bringing to the king's attention, and the king at that time is not as benevolent as, as the great Tsar Nikolai, and would maybe kill people for, for you know, crimes like this. So... So Rabbi Shua ben Karcha, a contemporary, sends him a message and he says, Chaimetz ben Yayin. He says, your vinegar, the son of wine, your father, Rabbi Shimon, was, was, was the real deal. You're busy giving Jews over. Until when are you going to give over the nation of HaKadosh Baruch to be killed? Shalach leis, Rabbi Shimon Allah answers him back, I'm getting rid of thorns, thorns and thistle that are in the vineyard over here. Claudius shows a vineyard, Karen Miyavna, Claudius shows a vineyard, and I'm eliminating the thorns and the things that are detrimental to Claudius. So, Shalach Leir, Rabbi Karcho sells him back, Yavi Bala Karen, Yechal has Kaitzev. Let Akadish Baruchu, who's in charge of the vineyard, get rid of his own Kaitzev. Okay, and the Gemara continues, it's an Arichos, but, and, and if you look where the, where the Isis are, where we paskin like from this din and from this Gemara, we paskin like Rabbi Shuba Karcho. And the, the Shulchan Aruch in, in Shem Pechas and Siftas and in Chesh Mishpat says, you're not allowed to give Asr Limsa Yisrael biyad goyim, beim begufay, beim b'mamayinay, v'afilu rasho balaveris. Even if he's a sinner and he's a rasho, he's a balaveris, you're not allowed to give him over to, to a foreign element of justice. So it sounds like, from the Gemara, from Rishul Ben-Karcha, censure of Elazar Mishimim, he's critiquing him. It sounds like we hold like Rishul Ben-Karcha. And that's how it's passed in the Shulchan Aruch. But Lemaisa, Rebbe Elazar Reb Shimon is, uh, you know, He's, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. Lazarus Shimon is not someone that we could just write off and say, oh, yeah, he was a miser. Like Rishul Mekarchal says he was a miser, it's not Negea. That, that's not a, an acceptable way to look at it. So says the Rajma in two places. Chuvas Rajma in two places brings down. And from this he builds quite an important, you know, uh, new, new vista to this halacha that we're, gonna, that, that, that we're talking about today. Says the Rajma, he says, It's a whole long chuva about a miser. And the Rabbi says, Rabbi like we're referencing this Gemara, he would capture, you know, Ganavim and etc., using a mandate from, from the king, and he would give them Ainshim and kill them. In another Gemara, 
says, Even though Rabbi Shua ben Karcha attacks him and says, that your vinegar, the son of wine, says the Rajba. Says it's impossible to frame Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Shmuel as Pashat making grave errors in basic dinim, dinim that have a tremendous chaymer. Eloi says Shemachmas Chasidusam Hayolehem Lehimanu Milaharik Amash Lechiv Atayir Misik Muruk Yetsuza. Elamai says you have to say that Rabbi Shmuel ben Karcho was attacking Rabbi Lezer and telling him that this is not acceptable meant not acceptable for a man of your stature. He didn't mean not acceptable in Gansan. Not acceptable for you. To say, you're not living up to the standards of your forefathers. Your forefathers were great tzaddik and great chassidim, and you're slipping a little bit. But if he would have been a tayyah gomer, he says, he wouldn't have called him chaymitz ben yayim. If Rebbe Lazar Shim would have been doing something that's messiri, he would have called him a rasha gomer. He would have said, rasha, what are you doing? You can't do this. He says, chaymitz ben yayim? Chaymitz ben yayim means... Something's not perfect over here. I'm not happy with it. But not that it's a rishas. So says the Rajvah, so then, so then explain to me, make this make sense. How could we have a tremendous chaymer from a seer say that someone who's miser, is, uh, anyone could step in and kill him. He's a raid of Habala Hargoy, just step up and kill him. Kalakaydim Zacha, the Chuvah Sarash says, uh, How do we have, on the one hand, Masira being Mamash, the Ergs to Zach, get rid of the guy, he's disaster. And the other hand, you have, you have Amiraim, who, Tanoim, I'm sorry, Tanoim, who are doing it. And, and the critique is like, eh. You, you could do better. Now that's the critique from the Gemara. So it says the Rashi, that when it's preventative in nature and it's to keep things yatsiv, to keep a society strong, and it's mehormon of the Malka, it's within a system. Mehormon of the Malka means it's within a system. It's not just wanton Ishayashabain of Yasa. It's not one person who's running the show and doing whatever he wants. It's within a system and it's to keep things stable and, and good for everyone. It says Vaistais, that's not Mesira. So what the Rashi does is he takes this Ritva Svara. That, that heyoyis, the whole einish, is for the greater good, is to keep things stable. So then sometimes mesira could be the mitzvah. Like, by, by meaning, sometimes being a miser, you take an individual who just cheated on his taxes, it's got nothing to do with you, but you're a busybody and you call up the, the IRS and you turn him in, miser, terrible. But you take someone who's doing, you know, terrible, terrible things to society, to people around him, and you turn him in, says the Rajba, as long as it's provided, it's within a, it's within a system, that's what Rebbe Shimon was doing. He says, maybe it's not what the, the greatest guy in the world should be busy with, but if someone's doing it, you know, it's a job that needs to be done. Now, where is this relevant? So, there's a few chuvis, um, okay, there's a few chuvis about children who are being hurt by adults in one way or another, in, in, in all the ways that you're thinking. Now, the... the the Tzitzeliezer has a tshuva from a doctor, Professor Avram Sefer Abram, a great Chacham actually, a great Mechaber Svarim, a Chacham, but a doctor, who writes him, uh, a Shaila asking him, we need to set policy in the hospital. He says, when a child comes in with uh, an injury, that's clearly because an adult gave him an injury. And the law is that we're supposed to turn, you know, alert the, the, the government about this injury. But if we do so, all of this child will probably be taken away from the parents and put to live who knows where with who knows what. Bays, the rest of the children from the family might be taken away and put to live with another family. He says, are we allowed to do that? That's child number one. And child number two, he says, is a daughter who's being abused by her father. There's no pikuach nefesh, he says, but clearly there's severe damage and trauma that's being inflicted. Do, am I or do I have to turn these people in to, to, the, to, the, to, you know, to the authorities? 
Now, interestingly, in the tshuva itself, he goes with Dine Roidif and Habalah Hargacha, and how if a guy is doing things that are detrimental and that are very dangerous, then it's incumbent on you as a society to get rid of him. The, the Rishim ben Elazar version of Kaitzimini Mechalam Ne'akarim, the Rajba, the Ritva, the Gemara Bab Metziah. Kaitzimini Mechalam Ne'akarim, you can't let evil just exist and go unpunished, go unchecked. Because evil that's left unchecked will just blossom and flourish, and that's not acceptable. Now, it's, it's not a very long tshuva, but he basically says it's pashat to him that in both of these cases, whether it's physical or otherwise, it's a, it's, it's a din of a raidif, it's a din of habala hargacha, and kalakaydin liskais, just get in there and, and be mechal of this person, get rid of this person. Incidentally, Bishule HaMechtav, like a later edition, he brings that, uh, he actually brings without, with the, the, the Aruch HaSholchan. Strangely enough, the Tzitzliyazah brings that Aruch HaSholchan. He says, he says, it really depends. Gamba Arkayish Shalakum. He says, even if you're going to Arkayish Shalakum, not all Arkayish are created equal. Some are much worse than others. Some are, you know, veiled and make no sense. And some are systematized. And no, no, no. He's talking about turning into the government. He's not talking about it. He's talking about turning into the government. He says, turn into the government because they're a danger. They're, they're a danger for society. But then he also brings down the Rechashokhan. So clearly he was not of the camp that held that the Rechashokhan should be in Gansan disregarded and say that the Rechashokhan was under pressure. The Rechashokhan wasn't writing what he really thought. Now, he, the, the, there are other truvis a little bit before him, like the Beis Yitzchak, you know, Ritzik Kashmalkis from Europe, where he says that Bizman for Nyani Mamanis, it's not Masira. But what he does is, is, is take this svar of the Rajman and the Ritva and make it Halacha Lamaisa and says, no, protecting society could be the greatest, you know, non moister move. Meaning, being a Moiser could be the greatest. Now, is the, one second. So now, it's, it's hard to say. Let, so do, I want to, this is how, here, I don't know if anyone argues, but this is how it should be framed. This is how it should be framed. The Shlomo Zalman, the Tzitzliezer, um, they all say this. Now, Rabbi Yashiv, which, which you know, he, he was asked this question by Revival Kohn, Zatzal, uh, who asked him that this child, he says, a child who's being hurt by his, by, by his parent or, you know, something like that. And the question, should you go to the government? Could you give over this information to the local authorities? Now, ostensibly, Revival is talking about in America, not in Eretz Yisrael. So that's real archaic, meaning you could make an argument that Eretz Yisrael is all Jews. So even though they don't have a Dinabezdin, and Tzitzel handles that argument, but Revival is asking in America. We actually write him back as follows. Yashiv brings, he says, Ayin Rashot Rajba, Chilik Gimel, Simen Shin Sadik Gimel, where the Rajba writes that, that people, societies must have standards. He brings it, you know, the, the whole Rajba. He says, Something that's Mishum Tikkun Oilam, Yesh Koyach Lachachme Yisrael Shabachal Dar and this is an important line. Yesh Koyach Lachachme Yisrael Shabachal Dar It's not willy nilly like, like uh, put out a bolt and everyone go hunting. It's hunt, open season. You have a tag, go find someone. That's not what it's about. And this is important. We actually even strips away the home of the Malka. We actually says, could make rules and could make things to make sure that, that dangerous behaviors and dangerous evil is not running amok and is, is being unchecked. So, and he bring, then he brings the Gemara of Metzia with, with Shem and Elazar. So Meili says, this is Achein Kolzes as a Riyashim, another caveat. You have to really know that this took place. Allegations is not enough. You have to really know that this took place. In that case, as a Riyashiv, turning the person is, is in is Mishum Tikkun it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the good thing. 
Yeah, okay. The Meister, if I will follow it up with him, and if I will ask him, fine, you're addressing the Shiloh of this child being taken away or the parent going to jail. He says, what about the rest of the children in the household? There are the rest of the children in the household. They're also going to be taken away. They might go to Fry households. Are you balancing the, the, the evil of the rest of the children being taken out of the household? So it says, He says, it's a complicated Shiloh. There's many components to the question. He says, essentially, when you're giving over from kids where nothing is wrong with them, from a from household, to go, you know, be in the system because you're reporting to parents, those children, it's like you're giving over neshamas to, to, to the outside world. There's no question that if the child spends even three months or six months in, in foster care in some home, who knows where, that's going to have an impact on him, he says. So then he says, also, you have to take into account what darga of abuse are we talking about? What, what the secular world considers abuse might not be what, what the halachic world considers abuse. He says, That's way ends of the truth. So I think the proper way to frame it is, I don't know if there's chalkim, but there are, there are countervening, you know, Things that have to be that have to be balanced out in every shaila, and to that, Rabbi Yashiv kind of like pulls it back a little bit. Like he starts with the Rajba and the Gemara Metziah and says it in a more Kalalistic fashion. Then when you ask him the details, Rabbi Yashiv is like Lemaisa. Yeah, every one of these details are important, and, and it's something that needs to be case by case with Gedolim with Gedolim to be decided. So I think as a matter of, of lumnus, as a matter of Svara, what the Tzitzliezer, what the Rajba, what the Ritva, what the Gemara Metziah, what Rabbi Yashiv is saying is, is a very clear Yisun that. Hayoista Dinah Mesiru is established for the greater good, to protect society. So sometimes protecting society could take on a new face. I think that is a clear Yisoy that cer- certainly is true. Now, on a case-by-case basis, that Rabbi Yashiv is saying, clearly you need to have guidance to make sure that's done right. Now, one more like, spin-off of this idea of, of, this, of Mesiru being Paishetzur or Velevishetzur, you know, meaning it take on a whole different, whole different meaning based on, based on the circumstances, is I, I saw a, like a rant from Rabbi Yisrael Shepansky, the Rabbi Ruben Shepansky from Yeshiva's father was a big chacham, wrote many, many svarim, books, svarim, whatever. So he has a rant. In 1955, there was a terrorist attack in Yerushalayim. I couldn't find which one it is. I tried to search, I couldn't find it. That was caught on camera. Like now, today, that happens all the time. Back then, that was rare. It was caught on camera where terrorists stormed the bus, and they took over the bus, and there was four terrorists on the bus, and then the Israeli you know, special forces team pounced on them, and in the video you see four terrorists with their hands up on the bus and the, the Israeli team in control. But by the time the, these terrorists made it to the holding station, there was only one live terrorist. So, so clearly, some of them were sum, summarily executed, you know, made a, a move like this and that was the end, goodbye. There's no, no, no tolerance and I think it might have even been caught on camera. And the leftists in Israel began to make a huge tumult what type of country is this? We're just in the shadow of the Holocaust. We're just in the shadow of you know, great barbarity that went on and we're no different than them. We're just executing people in the street. And Rizal Shepansky writes like a, a two-page letter in, in like a cheveris that was around then, an angry rant that of course it's the right thing and there should be zero tolerance and just kill them, execute them. They have a din of roidif. And then he spins off and he says, and even if you're going to tell me that they don't have a din of roidif because the, the deed is done, right? They're under control. They're, they're at gunpoint now. There's no din of roidif. He says, even if you tell me there's no din of roidif, but they have the din of a miser. He says, what's a miser? A miser, even though the deed is done, but if a guy's a habitual miser and he's a danger to society and he's a great evil to society, you execute him, you get rid of him. 
Because it doesn't matter all the, the rules, the ticky-tacky regulations. That's not important. He's a dangerous. He says, these terrorists are maestro. And you have to get rid of them. So it's again, it's the same idea of the, the, the concept of maestro being used as like a general cloud for protection of society. So he turns terrorists into maestro. The Tzitzliezer and Meyashev turn abusers into maestro. The Raj was turning you know, people who are not Meister into Meisterim. It, it, it's Paisha Tzura, Slavish Tzura. The point is, it's something that's for the greater good, for the protection of society. And at the point in time where that meant not being Meister, so that had the greatest Chaymer. At the point in time where it means being Meister, so that has a big Chaymer. Or it means killing terrorists. This is all Halacha of Leila Maisa. Ask your LOR.